0: Welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Cleantechnica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Clean Tech Talks Dealer Digest. I am, of course, Joe Boris, and I'm here with Manny Iyer, the CEO of SelectTrack. Thank you for uh, coming out, being a part of it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Now we're all here as part of the uh, the ACT Expo, the ACT Expo, and that is a kind of a fleet commercial vehicle kind of thing. Uh, and you guys are here as well. What is it that you're here showing off and
0: and here kind of presenting for for everybody who's at the show? Well, we come through solid through Idenomics, uh, right, to begin with. Uh, and with that's a, your parent company? That's a parent company, and they have a lot to display. Uh, you saw the US hybrid, new vehicle, as well as VIA. Uh, Wave is picking up, and we are there as part of the team. Any and all platforms of this kind is important, because uh, at the end of the day, EV is still uh, evolving technology, yes. more so on the farm equipment side. So we are fascinated, delighted to meet any and all kinds of partners, suppliers, customers, Uh, at these shows. So I'm delighted to
1: be here. Well, and you know, one of the things that I always comment on when we're at these shows is how many municipality t-shirts that you see, how many people from cities, from universities, from campuses that are out here and that are really trying to push the envelope and get on board with electrification and reducing carbon footprint, even more so, I think, than some of the corporate people.
0: No, No, absolutely. You're right. In fact, yesterday afternoon we met a gentleman from uh, Fairfield, not very far from where we are in oh, Windsor. Oh, Fair- I know Fairfield. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they, he, In fact, he wanted to buy a tractor and he's been trying to reach us. Well, oh, that's good because you guys sell tractors. That's nice. So he touched and felt the E25. He's going to come to Windsor, do some uh, driving of the tractor in our property and then go and buy a tractor. So you're right. He is working for a university and municipality. Yeah. So he, he, he is very keen to promote our tractor, not just for himself or his friend, but also through the community, yes. through the municipality. You're right, they're embracing it little more than the normal consumers.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that that's a very interesting thing, right, because we talk about on our show quite frequently that electrification is not just electric cars. Like, w- they're electrifying everything now, from, from farm equipment like you guys are doing. You know, there's uh, FedEx now through Brightbox. They actually have an automated electrical robot guy that, you know, is that, that corner piece where you drop in your envelope and letter. So instead of a, a carrier getting out of the truck and emptying it, the thing just gets up on itself on its own wheels and puts itself in the truck. So, I mean, it really is everywhere. But, you know, we talk about more and more people getting into the space. You know, John Deere had a concept at CES, there's a Cub Cadet now has a little mower and they're talking about bringing in a big tractor, but you guys are different because you're actually in production selling units.
0: Absolutely. And then sometimes I feel why this was not done earlier. Uh, the concept was there in the market. The concept forklift, was there. Forklift forever has been electric. Yes, that's right. true. So inside, outside, for some reason we delayed. Uh, and, and therefore I'm not sort of concerned at all that our tractors are not made for electric. Uh, you're right in saying we have commercialized the E25, which is wonderful. I don't think there is any tractor in the market commercialized selling. In the marketplace today, we are the first in the market. Yes, uh, so that's wonderful, and 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 we have sold around two hundred plus tractors. We have done. Oh wow, really? Yeah, that's absolutely. phenomenal. Because when you and I first talked, it was like Jack Johnson has one.
1: That's right. We're, we've got one here that we're putting some different implements on. You've sold. You have two hundred out there
0: doing stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
1: and you're selling more every day, of
0: course. Yeah, and and, and we would have sold much more than two hundred. If supply chain was not so constrained Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. so we caught up pretty much with with our good open orders we still have some good open orders to serve but 200 plus tractors we connect with these customers we have a 1-800 number they call us to tell us how awesome this tractor is what am i using it for all kinds of applications i get pictures you know videos of what they're doing all over the us including hawaii yeah there are tractors there and um, right now with, with our promotions we're getting global uh, inquiries. In fact, last uh, week I talked to a, a big group in Mauritius. So it's traveling, SolidTrack name is traveling across the world, not just in the US, but our focus will remain in North America world for years, yeah. And, 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 and we, you're manufacturing these in North America. Yes, absolutely. So we get the tractors to uh, Santa Rosa to our, you know, where, where SolidTrack was born. We have moved to a 36,000, 40,000 square feet uh, building uh, where we are now assembling those tractors. Preparing for the future, we have only one model, but in the making, we have two more models. Mm-hmm. So another 12 months, we should. And we're looking up for uh, other distribution points to get closer to the dealers and customers.
1: Okay, so. You know, you're talking about a lot of different applications. and You know, I think of this as a farm tractor, something that's going to, you know, mow, something that's going to be used to pull heavy objects. You know, but one of the things that is really interesting about this technology is because of the quiet, because of the lack of fumes and the lack of smells, the animals are much more comfortable around it. Are you seeing some other applications in like equestrian or in other kind of livestock that, that give you a real advantage over some other you know, let's say diesel-powered
0: equipment? Wonderful question, Uh, Joe. I can probably talk on this forever. We only have 20 minutes. (laughs) The reason I said this is because customers, of course, we educate the customers that we have Mm repowered the traditional tractor with an EV architecture. It's not been easy. It's not been easy because tractors have got various kinds of RPMs, loads, torque. Yeah. Power needs with different implements, different soil conditions. It's little more complicated than on-road in my opinion. Yeah, off-road is a little more complicated. So, so we have made our architecture adaptable to any and all application. I tell my customer that, look here, I could have simplified the powertrain tomorrow. But the reason I kept the powertrain the same is because what was the need? The need was to replace the diesel pollutant yes. with an EV architecture and keep the back half the same so that you guys are comfortable in using the tractor. So, so they know how
1: to use it, they don't have to retrain everybody. Absolutely.
0: So today the tractor takes loader, as you would have seen on the ACT tractor. We are putting a backhoe, which will be released month end. So you have a loader, you have a backhoe. You have a three point hitch behind, which takes any and all implements. So customers need not invest. Over a period of time, we might electrify, if you will, on the implements. Mm-hmm. But today we have kept back and safe. So customers are used to, and they enjoy. You talked about experience with the nature. What more can you get? Quiet, no pollution, less vibration, full power, full talk at zero RPM, effortless, and then you can hear your own music or the ex- <laughs> or the, <laughs> well, experience that's the, the nature. thing, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so I think if if, if Tactor is a therapy for customers who wants to go and move the land and feel good about what they have done, yes, this is. Wonderfully. Well, you make a really good point, right?
1: Because for a lot of people who do have commercial farms, I mean, my background, I do have family that's in farming, not anything huge and industrial, but, you know, fairly good size. And they talk about that. They talk about the therapeutic nature, almost like what what we used to talk about as a Sunday drive, you know, with like the old Jaguars or something, you know, you go and kind of have that experience. The idea that you could have that experience and have that quiet time, but have it truly be quiet time is, is a completely kind of revolutionary oh, thing. absolutely
0: you can connect with the nature yeah you know wonderful on the tractor than what you would have otherwise done do you find that that's a selling point
1: to some of your big commercial people because i imagine that hearing injuries you know uh, respiratory system things sure. like that time lost for employee downtime to issues like that is going to be if not eliminated, at least significantly minimized by the switch to electrification, the elimination of that diesel. Oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. You 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 hit the nail when it comes to respiratory uh, health conditions and all always uh, operating on the tractor. And plus, the vibration, the continuous noise and vibration is is not good for anyone, yeah. right? Well, I, and I'm the, a Harley but, guy. The vibration is part of the selling point. <laughs> I understand, but but it should be a productive vibration. It It should should be a productive vibration, yes. The the land, when you hold the tractor, the land is going to make you feel the tractor, no doubt about it. But the tractor need not add more to that feel in a very negative way. You know, the land is going to, the road is going to give you, when you drive your Mm -hmm. Harley-Davidson, the road is going to give you the feel. That's okay. But the tractor inherently should not add to the stress.
1: Right, right, right. So
0: that's what this tractor does. And you talked about animals. Just imagine, you, know, you have a pet next to you sitting on the tractor or you have horses in, a, in the equestrian. This is wonderful. Pets love low noise. I have, a, I have a lab lab at my house. She's very sensitive. When I used to get my gas or diesel into my garage, she knows. Within no time, within a, probably half a mile, she'll know. Here I have a Tesla which comes in, parks into the garage. She has no clue till I enter <laughs> <into> the door. <laughs> So and I it's, think it's it's good. She's she's happy. Yeah. That's what Yeah, I'm you sure. know,
1: you you make the comment about the Tesla and it, it's a really it's a really interesting thing because there were other electric cars in the early market. There was, the, you know, the plug-in, the Nissan Leaf, there was the Chevy Volt to a lesser or greater extent. And those were products that for a lot of reasons didn't make the impact that the Tesla did being a an aspirational high-performance sort of premium product. From what I have seen, you guys are, are
0: delivering kind of a premium experience, but you're not significantly more expensive. No, not, not really. And I'll, before I get to the price point, why Tesla became so successful? They went ground up electric. Yes. They had no baggage. Other companies have a baggage. They're finding it difficult to convert their current gas, diesel business to electric. Yeah. And they're trying to mix and match their current suppliers, their current production lines. So they're a little confused in my opinion, right. whereas Tesla didn't have that baggage, so they went in straight. Same thing with solid track. We don't have any baggage. We're complete electric. Right. So we go at it with thinking electric day in, day out. How can I do the And, and very soon, like Tesla improved their powertrain, we also will have a generation 2.0. Right now we are generation 1.0 to just give the com- customers a comfort of converting from their current diesel to electric and still enjoying the nature and then slowly we'll get to 2.0. Price point, 25% more than diesel, but when it comes to an equated monthly installments mm-hmm. over 60 months period, it's barely 50, 70, 500 bucks. Right. And, and then, then in then addition to that- three years. Yeah,
1: but in addition to that, you are isolating yourself somewhat from the, the varying fuel costs. Absolutely. Because if you were budgeting a diesel fleet of tractors a year ago, you were budgeting 450 $5 a gallon gas, As a very conservative estimate and you know now the average in California in LA County is 589 and that's you know you get into the city it's closer to 7 750 so this is something that fleets all over the country are dealing with and they have to go back and rebudget their books but if you had an electric fleet the
0: difference is pennies if it's there at all absolutely no no you're right this is a perfect independence energy independence from your pollution infrastructure The price volatility of the fuel you talked about. You can get your money back in one to two years. I had a dairy farmer who visited Track a month back. He has a fleet of 100 vehicles. He's waiting for my 50, 70, 100 horsepower to come out. Mm -hmm. He said, "Money, if I put this, you're talking about savings of $300,000 annually just on fuel. Just on fuel. And then you remove the oil part of it. Then you improve the workers' health. Yeah, and all the the workers' health, health, the
1: health of the animals, the quality of the product is going to be better. You add up now. You know, this is something that we talked about that you told me not to talk about, but we talked about it anyway. The the solar carport. So we talk about energy independence and being independent of that. Reliance on the oil supply chain and this and that. How far have you guys come with the solar panels? Even even if it's just for the secondary electricals, how far have you guys come with that? And are you continuing to develop that now through Ideanomics or through somebody else?
0: No, no absolutely. You no, know, Ideanomics has been a wonderful partner for us to get exposure to all these other companies. Uh, we are in in talks with a couple of solar companies, and we are going in for not a solar company who is not into warehouse or commercial solar. Uh, installations, but mid-size to lower size where we can go to a farm, A, put some solar canopy on the tractor to give trickle charge to help Mm -hmm. the battery health, and then go into the farm and create a solar installation for him to charge and and do it in the farm itself. So yeah, that's all in talks. We have not really concluded. Our purpose was to first get this tractor commercialized and then get a range of tractors and then go into other applications and see what we can do.
1: And you're doing that. You're doing that. absolutely. So now, one of the things, you know, this is a Dealer Digest show, and we're talking about dealers, and before we started recording, we were talking about some of the supply chain issues that everybody has. And a lot of dealers right now, you know, they are, whether it's automotive, motorcycle, power sports, the issue isn't demand, right? The demand is there. The issue is supply. So you have had some supply challenges early on, but it seems like you've overcome them, Is the ability to deliver on time, is that giving you an advantage as you look for new dealers to be able to say, look, man, you order this thing, we're going to get it to you on the day that we say, and it's going to be something, because you are manufacturing in the US, right? This is, you have your supply. It's a little more controlled.
0: Uh, I've got one mantra in my company, which is live and die by the dealer and the customer. That's very, very important for us. Yeah, well, if you have no dealers, you have no sales. Absolutely. So, so <laughs> dealers are our partners, integral partners. Uh, we have been blessed with five to six dealers who have, been come, who have come on board since March 1st. Oh, fantastic. They've already got tractors. In fact, uh, and we're looking for dealers with multiple locations. Mm-hmm. Unlike traditional dealer will have a small area of responsibility and they compete with each other. We're talking about a, a dealer with a large area of responsibility, mm-hmm. multi-location, they can pretty much cover the state. Yes. And they can have their own freedom of sales. Yeah, so that's the dealers we're looking at, and we've got so some So it's not a
1: point model, it's a territory model. Territory model,
0: a large territory. Yeah. They have got room to grow, and, and so are, you're right in saying we had some supply chain constraints. We have overcome it. But everybody us. did. Everybody yeah, did. everyone did it. We overcame it to a certain extent. Uh, we have 100 plus open orders, far, far less than what we had. So we have de- delivered around 250 tractors in the market. So, so we are- oh, hey, you, you can't gloss over
1: that. There's 250 of these things out there right now doing work. This isn't a concept. This isn't, you know, oh, we'll show one at CES and then in a year or
0: two we'll have a prototype. There's hundreds of these in the market right now. Across North America. There are hundreds of this in the market. Customers are delighted. They have sent us a lot of videos, pictures. Uh, They call us. They tell their neighbors and friends. In fact, our dealers are now telling our neighbors and friends to come and join SolidTrack. Uh, So it's just a matter of time. So it's a matter of time where we get to dealers across the country and have a splash. Very important for our customers to be serviced through dealers and through us. Today Mm -hmm. we have a fleet of service managers, service technicians in the market to serve customers. But as and when the dealer comes on board, I put all the customers under them and going forward, they serve the customers.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's a key difference. You know, we were talking about Tesla and the way that they approach things. And I think early on, they saw that there was an advantage, there was a margin advantage to cutting out the dealers. But you know, now that there's more and more of these things out there, you're starting to hear, maybe not horror stories, but you're starting to hear a pushback against this idea that there's only one service center, that only one company is authorized to work on it. You know, if, if they give you a quote you don't like, there's no recourse, there's not a, another shop that you can take it to. And I think going the other way and sticking with the dealers, I I think that's an interesting switch, and I think that that's personally, I think that that's very smart because the dealers know their customers. They've already been serving those customers. The customer is comfortable there. They trust them with hundreds of thousands of dollars of business. To say that that relationship has no value, I think, would be very foolish. Oh oh, no, absolutely, really smart thing.
0: No, no, absolutely. The dealers are the brand ambassadors. Yes, they are the partners, integral partners to the company. Are there tractor influencers on Instagram? oh, Oh, absolutely. There are are there really? There are tractor influences. <laughs> in fact, we will very soon create our own platform, no. <laughs> for our customers to voice their delightness on the platform. I was hearing that awesome. Feature. No, no, we will create our own platform. In fact, the dealers and the customers work closely with each other. But I don't think the direct customers should be worried because we have put people, yes, to help, you know, go to the customer site, make sure everything is performing well, sort of hand deliver the tractor to them mm-hmm. while we place the dealers over a period of time. It takes time. For sure. the dealers to come on board. But we have a solution for both direct customers and dealers. And So dealers, if you're in a market that
1: doesn't have a, a dealer yet, you can still buy a electric truck. tractor. They can go on the and website. And then when the dealer comes on board, that just enhances your service. It gives Absolutely. you another point of contact.
0: So they, they can go to the website, put a $1,000 deposit, hold the tractor. We deliver in 30 days now. Our supply chain has come down fairly, good. fairly well. So yeah, we supply yeah. in 30 days. So once he gets a tractor, we go and train, make sure everything is okay. And if a dealer comes on board, then we let the dealer know that this is the set of customers we have. We let the customers know that there's a dealer down the road. So we make it seem seamless transition from direct customer to a dealer based customers. Yeah.
1: Now, obviously, with uh, you're still filling back orders on this. Are dealers looking to floor plan these and have demonstrators or is this something where it's just going to be order fulfillment?
0: No, we have a traditional model like what other companies would do. They get a two-year payoff period for any tractor they buy. First six months is free floor plan. After that, reduce interest rates up to two years. Yeah. So for, for
1: those of you listening to this who don't understand these terms that we're throwing at, these are dealer terms. So... The, the term floor plan is something that a dealership would use to essentially make sure that their dealership has demonstrator models, has things Absolutely. to sell. So when you go to your Ford dealer and they have 150 Fords, they don't own 150 Fords. That's right. That's a, a financed arrangement where they pay a little bit of interest on it until they sell it to Absolutely. you, the customer, and then they pay it back. And that floor plan model enables them to literally fill out their floor plan and place five trucks here, three cars here. So that's what we're talking about here. And then the idea that you will have that, that's good for anybody who's interested. So maybe you bought a tractor a year or two ago, you're not ready to replace it because it's still in the early part of its duty cycle, but you can still go to your local dealer in a couple of months and check one of these out and ride it and see if it's going to work for your next tractor.
0: Absolutely. So so you're right. That's the floor plan. So, so we, we offer a subsidized floor plan to our dealers to stock. Uh, we also offer two tractors on their lot. Oh, at, any, at any given point of time, one for demonstration, because I want the customers to experience it. It's a yeah. new product. The dealers can demonstrate in their land. It line. feels different. The, field is different. the feel is different. So the customers can take the tractor experience it, give it back. Then we also have another tractor as a loaner. So if the customer has got any, any issue for us to fix it, if it's more than 24 hours, we give a loaner so that he can still experience this tractor and takes the tractor back. So we have got all kinds of programs for the dealers. We have retail finance programs for the consumers now to the dealers, direct consumers, reduced interest rates, retail finance. So we have got all kinds of things for yeah. the dealer and the customers to buy. Now,
1: we're glossing over a lot of things here, but as a lot of e-mobility products come into the market, whether they're snowmobiles, whether they're, you know, electric skateboards, that concept of having a financing model for consumers has not yet reached all of them they're going through a third party they're going through you know a a firm even in some cases I've seen where it's like a PayPal credit kind of thing which is it's helpful but it's not that sort of traditional low interest rate things like that so what you're offering is actually quite a good benefit to the consumer even though your consumers are not kind of what we think of as a normal consumer that, like, you know, works at a marketing job downtown. Their farmers are working, their manufacturers in their own right. So this is, all, this is all really interesting stuff. So, you know, kind of looking at this, I know we're, we're running a little bit short on time now, but looking forward at this, you've mentioned already a couple of different models. You've mentioned this. When somebody hears about this and hears about what you're doing, what's the best place for them to go to kind of follow along on, on the Select adventure and see what you guys are doing? Is it an Instagram post you know, with, your, uh, with your influencers? Is it a, a different platform? What, what's the best way to follow along and support what you guys so, are doing? Of course, they can go to the
0: website. They can get all kinds of information. We are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, and all, any, any and all social media. They have a 1-800 number. They can call us. They can write to us. Uh, they have a dealer network on the website now, okay. so they can call the dealer if they are close by. I haven't seen it so because are, I haven't
1: been on the website since we <laughs> talked last. There were no dealers before, so
0: we have got anything and everything for customers to connect with us. And you just made a mention about these customers. They're regular customers, yeah. whether they are farmers, they are, you know, uh, doctors or lawyers, or have a piece of land and they want to work the tractor. Any and all customers can use our tractors, right? Because it's
1: not it, it's not a uh, necessarily a huge industrial no. thresher thing that you know you have to have a 4000 acre farm for it to Absolutely. make sense.
0: No hobby farmers, rural lifestylers, equestrian, organic farmers. I love that livestock. word hobby farmer. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> and then, and and then it's a hobby. They got to enjoy it. All, all the more experience there. It is. Yeah, I yeah, know, yeah?
1: it's I I was I was just telling them before, you know, my uh, my in-laws have a some some land up in Wisconsin. They have a, a cattle farm. So that's my vacation. Every, every summer I go pretend to be a cowboy for two weeks. And that, that's all. In fact, all. we have some
0: tractors in Wisconsin. Yeah. That's a big market. We are looking at Midwest soon.
1: Midwest is going to be huge, and uh, I'll definitely be a customer when that happens. Wonderful. All right, Manny, thanks again so much. Uh, We're going to get to talk to SelectTrack again June 3rd at the Electrify Expo. You guys are going to have a presence there. Obviously, you're at ACT Expo. That will probably be over by the time this airs, but uh, if you were there, definitely, uh, hopefully, you checked it out and you got to see what these guys are doing. Really great stuff. Uh, Once again, as always, thank you, and we'll be around. Thanks. Thanks. Wonderful
0: to be in touch with you all. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric
0: fix. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com. That's A C C O U N T S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks.
1: We'll
0: be